from the old National Bank State Street studio, this is Waddle and Sylvie on WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a Good Karma Brands radio station. Michael Wilbon will join us uh, one hour from right now. You can watch on uh, Twitch as well. It's brought to you by Connie's Frozen Pizza. We're eating Connie's in the old National Bank studio. In about 90 minutes from right now, we'll also give away another Connie's Frozen Pizza prize pack. We've got uh, five frozen pizzas to give away from Connie's. And uh, if you do win the five frozen pizzas from Connie's at about 530, you'll also be in the hopper to win 20 more Connie's frozen pizza pizza. at the end of the week, plus a uh, pizza oven and a pizza cover, all courtesy of Connie's frozen pizza. We love those people and we appreciate their support. And they are bringing you the Twitch chat at twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000. Chicago. A lot of Bears conversation continues as well. Um, I've got to, we had a funny conversation earlier today too about a bucket list item, a funny bucket list item on my list. Um, yeah, that you guys think I'm super. Well, we know this. We know I'm super weird and I'm super quirky, and I'll introduce that in a little bit. Um, this got a lot of uh, attention over the weekend. The video going around, like on the Bears game day. Caught my attention. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's the Bears' last game of the season, and the city then released the video called Reimagine Soldier Field. And it was voiced. Can I play this, Miller? I got time to play this right before Bob joins us here. This is Bill Curtis, legendary newscaster in the city of Chicago, did the news for many, many years uh, on CBS2. And um, has gotten a lot of exposure nationally as well. And this was him voicing the beginning part of a six-minute long video. With a lot of bells and whistles about reimagining Soldier Field. And their last-ditch effort of trying to get the Bears from moving to Arlington Heights. Chicago, the model of a world-class city. A city defined by its iconic architecture and world-renowned civic places. Places like Soldier Field. For nearly a century, it has been the icon on Chicago's lakefront. While other cities have erased these landmarks from their urban landscape, Chicago is on the verge of transforming one of our most storied civic assets into the very definition of the next generation of sports and entertainment venues. How do we get there? By reimagining Soldier Field in a way that addresses all of the emerging trends that tomorrow's fans will demand. Transit access is key. One Central brings together all modes of regional transit. CTA, Metra, Amtrak, and the new Shyline Central Area Circulator System in a safe and secure pedestrian environment on par with the very best international transit stations. Upon arrival, you ascend into the most dynamic entertainment district anywhere on the globe. An immersive fan experience built around six themed attractions that represent the best of Chicago. This is where we raise the bar on what urban entertainment means for tomorrow's fan and tourists. 
There you go. What are you laughing at? No, it's just like when I hear, hear Bill Curtis, he's such an icon. I immediately, because I'm a moron, I go to the Anchorman movies. Where he's, Bill, because they used his yes. voice because it's so He narrates great some of it, yes. In Anchorman. Because yes. he's an Anchorman. Because he's so legendary. So, uh, right now, Bob Dunn joins us. Bob Dunn is... Uh, has offices in Chicago. He also has offices in Madison, Wisconsin. He is with Landmark Development, and he has developed many stadiums across the country. And uh, he has been commissioned by the city of Chicago to advise them on this. And, Bob, we appreciate your time on Waddle and Sylvie. How did your relationship begin with the city on this quest? Well, you know, stepping back in time, we're we're working on a large project downtown called One Central, which, you know, happens to be, you know, about a sand wedge shot from the 50-yard line of Soldier Field right across Lakeshore Drive. So that's a project that we've been working to advance now for a number of years. Uh, you know, it's a, it, it's a public-private partnership. You know, at, at its core, it's a civic infrastructure project that links transit and creates the entertainment district that ties together all the civic and cultural institutions. It kind of becomes a gateway to the South side. So we've been working on that project for a number of years. You know, landmark is a company we've had a, you know, a great history in the sports and entertainment industry. We've built a lot of stadiums, particularly in the NFL. And we developed the other three stadiums in the North division. So it's a, you know, it's a project type we have a lot of experience with. And so, you know, we've been working, for a long time to think about how to link, you know, all the civic and cultural institutions together better with one central. And, uh, when the bears announced, you know, the potential to move to Arlington Heights, you know, we've, we've worked with teams to advance these efforts. We certainly understood that. And, and the bears have to do something different. And that began a dialogue in the business community, you know, with community groups, with labor, you know, and in time with the city, what, what can we do to, secure a future for Soldier Field and, you know, do everything that can be done to try and secure the Bears. But should the Bears go to Arlington Heights, what can be done with Soldier Field beyond the Bears? So that started a little over a year ago, and we've been we've been working hard at it ever since. Bob, what are the greatest challenges associated with renovating Soldier Field in the way that it should be renovated? Well, you know, any stadium project has challenges with it, and if it if it proved to be a dome, whether it was Soldier Field or a, a Greenfield site, you know, they're big, complex projects. Uh, you know, in some respects, renovations, redevelopments have unique challenges, and in some respects, they have real advantages. In the case of Soldier Field, I would say the, the primary advantage is, is economic, and I believe these decisions at the end of the day are, are dominantly driven by economics. I mean, what we've been able to prove out in, in the work that we've done you know, studying this in a level of design and engineering that we can prove out cost and what have you is we think, you know, as compared to building a new dome elsewhere in Chicago, there's something in the neighborhood of, you know, it's probably approaching a billion and a half dollars or more uh, that can be saved versus building a new stadium. And you say, well, how do you do that? You know, how can that be? Well, number one, you're retaining 75% of the structure that you would have to build new. Number two, you know, all the core infrastructure, roads and utilities and site and all those, the parking structures are all in place at Soldier Field. Now, with One Central, we can solve the transit dilemma 
bring the transit hub together that can move better than 40% of the of the game day patrons by rail rather than by road, which is one of the real impediments to Soldier Field's future. So that can be solved. But the economic advantages, I think, are ultimately what will guide this decision. If you can save a billion and a half plus or minus against what you would spend on a new stadium, that alone is a compelling argument. Then when you begin to measure the economics and the use potential of a new stadium, a dome at Soldier Field versus a remote site, you know, there's just a much higher revenue opportunity there than there would be in a remote site. So that's why I say I think at the end of the day, it comes down to economics. Bob Dunn from Landmark Development joining us. It's Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. You know, we we have always said that this was a Hail Mary, Bob, uh, because the Bears have basically left for Arlington Heights. Uh, but you are a guy with great credentials, like you mentioned, uh, with Lambeau Field, with uh, up in Minneapolis, uh, with Detroit, and, and all your credentials that you've done in New York. Um, so one thing that did catch my ear is even if the Bears do leave, this is something that you you in the city plan on doing anyway with Soldier? Well, number one, you know, is it a Hail Mary? You know, I don't know. The Bears will make what decision they feel is in the best interests of the franchise long term. They have to do something different. Uh, you know, we believe there's a compelling case economically, but they'll have to judge that on their own in time. Uh, but, you know, these projects go through a lot of chapters before they become a reality. And I can tell you, U.S. Bank Stadium, we had a project done, ready to go in Blaine, Minnesota. Anoka County, about the same distance north of the Twin Cities as Arlington Heights is to downtown Chicago. Uh, you know, that project was ready to move ahead. And before you knew it, you know, we reversed field and, and uh, you know, ultimately it was built in downtown Minneapolis, right where the Metrodome sits. So, you know, L.A., we worked for the NFL for years in L.A., and I think we, we fully vetted six or seven different sites there. And uh, so these projects, take time to play out like i said i'd 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 lay a heavy wager that that uh, in the end whatever proves to be the most advantageous structure economically is is what rules the day and issues about owning a stadium and all that you know the the reality is almost every stadium is publicly owned but privately developed and operated and, and that can certainly be done with soldier field so you know Again, it's, it's an economic argument, but as it relates to if the Bears do leave, yeah, we've developed kind of a, a paralleling analysis to look at what's the potential of Soldier Field if the Bears are gone. We think there's a, you know, a, a very interesting opportunity there. It's different. You know, it's of a different scale, but the site is so unique and the revenue potential is so important. And it's a public asset. I mean, I don't think Soldier Field's going away anytime soon. So, you know, there's going to be have to be an investment in that building going forward. And what its ultimate use is, time will tell. So if the Bears do leave, what we saw with Bill Curtis in the reimagined Soldier Field video would would be scaled down a bit. But you would still do something with Soldier. Certainly expect that will be the case. And, and yes, it will be. It will be scaled down. You know, you don't need the same seating capacity. Uh, maybe a dome may not be a dome. You know, those are all things that have to get figured out. But 
some of the alternatives that we've been studying, some of the potential users that we've been talking with, uh, you know, some of the ideas and opportunities. The site is so unique, and Chicago, you know, is the third largest market in the country, and you're surrounded by this incredible collection of civic and cultural assets that bring tens of millions of visitors in and around the site. I mean, if you were trying to write a script of a location to build an entertainment district anchored by stadiums and convention centers and museums, it is this site. And so because of that, you know, we think there's great potential there, but you have to take it a step at a time. Bob, what are the amenities and the issues in doing these projects across the country now that you've been a part of that are most important to the organizations that you're actually working for? You know, that's a, that's a great question. We had done a study a few years back for the NFL on, you know, stadium trends of the future. And we tried to kind of bake that into the video that we produced. You know, we, we identified, I think it was eight trends in the video. I mean, number one, you have to solve transit. You, you know, tomorrow's season ticket holder base is going to dominantly look to be able to get to and get from the game with ease and efficiency. Well, we can do that in the case of Soldier Field with one central. Number two, you've got to have an entertainment district that creates activation and revenue 365 days a year. You know, when you're now spending billions of dollars to build a new stadium, it used to be hundreds of millions of dollars. The capital cost is so high, particularly in the NFL. I mean, being in business 10 days a year doesn't do it any longer. You've got to be in business 365 days a year. You know, the next trend, you've got to have the ability to put corporate sponsorship and technology into a building like this that meets, you know, the demands of, of uh, corporate sponsors and fans and, and visitors to a building like this because it's a big driver of the guest experience and it's a big driver of revenue. Then, you know, if you saw the video, we've worked really hard to, to reimagine how you can take a very constrained building capture all the space that's not used there today and in doing so create an immersive fan experience that frankly is unlike any building in professional sports today and I, i think the video did a great job of that then you start to think about you know can you create club spaces and amenities that literally can become you know defining elements of kind of the social scene in chicago i i love that image in the video where the the north wall opens up and you know potentially there could be a concert venue outside the building and all that infrastructure you build for game day you then have the ability to use it you know non-game day and you know lambo's a great example of that i mean if you can do this in green bay wisconsin you can do it in a in a much more impactful way in a market as big as chicago I wish you were around in 2002. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I am. Uh, Bob Dunn from Landmark Development joining Waddle and Sylvie on, on ESPN 1000. All right. Let's say you sway the Bears. Let's say, like you said, what happened in Blaine, Minnesota happens, and it blows up in, in Arlington Heights, and they come back to the city, and we get an agreement to do your plan in the city. How long... Would a, something like this take? If this would be approved tomorrow, how long would a building like this take to build? You know, I, I think regardless of where you're building it, the, these buildings are so big and complex. Uh, you, you know, you're looking at a three- to four-year 
build, generally speaking. You know, again, one of the advantages you have with Soldier Field is 75% of the structure that you would have to build new is all there. The roads, the utilities, the, you know, the parking structures, it's all there. So, you know, it, it could be a, a rapid turnaround. I mean, it's the one kind of interesting things about sports projects. We've been through this a lot before. You know, when, when the whistle blows, you know, you're going to kick the football on a certain date. And uh, you, you bring a lot of focus to driving these things to get them done by a, by a certain end date. So I, I think comfortably you could say three to four years, you know, the, the process can slow things down oftentimes does, but you know, if, if you had everybody working together and a real determination to get it done and built, I think that's a reasonable time frame. My question comes from a position of ignorance, so I apologize from the beginning, but how is something this massive financed? What is the process by which it is actually paid for? Well, you know, the, the pendulum has shifted over the years in sports. You know, these buildings used to be entirely publicly owned and teams were tenants and the revenue mix wasn't what it is today and frankly the cost wasn't what it is today and that pendulum has gone very much in the other direction to where these buildings are now dominantly financed privately by the team uh if not entirely by the team and so uh with that comes a financing structure that's that's become fairly common in the in the capital markets you know you have to build up the 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 financial plan in a way that it demonstrates the revenue potential, especially right now, given, you know, you're talking about billions of dollars of capital investment, but it's a, it's an asset type that the capital markets are very accustomed to. So, you know, once the, once the operating structure is put in place, you know, a, a new operating agreement, then you've got what you need to go to the capital markets and secure the financing. And I, I, I don't, I don't think there's any question of can it be financed. It's right. more a matter of what is it, how big is it, what's its cost, what's the delivery schedule, what's the revenue mix, what are the operating costs. And once you write that formula, you go to the capital market and get it done. Bob, now the hardest-hitting question of the day. Um, Waddle and I were in Vegas for the new stadium, and we were wowed by that. Um, and the biggest thing that we were wowed by, we were able to – uh, pee and poop without a line. We were able to eat and drink without a line, and we were able to come and go without a line. Would we be able to do that at Soldier Field? I didn't know where you were going with this question. You are right. Yeah, yeah, but but yes, it's a great question. Well, it's you know, it's it's kind of at the core of of everything that really matters here. I mean, the the reality of Soldier Field when it was redone twenty years ago is it, its footprint is just terribly terribly constrained that said you know the plan that we've proposed does not step outside the footprint of the existing stadium it's not encroaching on the park you know you're not building out into toward lakeshore drive it stays within the the footprint of historic soldier field and it protects what's left of historic soldier field but what it does is captures these massive cavities of space for instance, east and west sideline, where you've got the colonnade structures, basically get no use on game day. And if you if you follow the video, we're basically capturing all of that space and closing it and activating those areas on game day with the amenities that, that the stadium needs because it's all ratio-driven, the things you're talking about. 
ingress and egress, those four giant towers that you see are designed to completely change the experience of coming to and leaving the stadium. It's got to be improved. Toilets, concessions, and circulation, amenities. You know, we think there's an incredible opportunity here to, to truly create the stadium of the future and create a whole series of different, you know, kind of immersive zones, experiences in the building so a fan can do different things, you know, at one game or if they come back for a different game, you know, you, you want to constantly be able to uh, evolve and change the entertainment experience, but you need space to do all that stuff. And, and the good news is we've learned there's a massive amount of space. It, it was same phenomena we had at, at uh, Lambeau Field in some respects. It's can you capture and reutilize that space? It's great stuff. What would the atten- what would be the uh, how many people could you get in in a finished Soldier Field? You know, we think the capacity can grow up around seventy thousand, and you know, maybe slightly more. But you know, so many of the trends that we're seeing now, you know, when you measure future season ticket holders and what have you. You know, a lot of the trends are going in the opposite direction on right. capacity, but we wanted to measure what do we think is the, you know, is the true capacity. And we think it's right around 70,000. Uh, I think you're going to start to see more buildings over time begin to work in the other direction. But, you know, a lot of work has to be done to determine what's the right capacity. Bob, great stuff. We really appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. Thanks, Bob. You bet. Thank you. All right, there he is, Bob Dunn, landmark development. Bob the Builder. Bob the Builder, someone called him. And again, he has done Lambeau Field, as you heard, and he said it there at the end that, you know, they used a lot of the space that they weren't using, and that's what he said that they could use at Soldier Field, all that colonnade space they would enclose it, and that's where they get the extra space, even though they're still using the same uh, footprint. They did Ford Field as well. They did uh, the stadium, U.S. Bank, which we love and everyone they raves about. They know how about. to do this stuff. Yes, yeah. and, he, and, he, and he, used other, he used other examples of where you thought deals were done, like in Minneapolis, I think he said Blaine, Minnesota, where um, they thought they had a deal, and they came back to to Minneapolis. So, no, nothing is still finished yet with the Bears. But, again, I just think that this ship has sailed. Yes, I agree. Because they just – the city ghosted the Bears so many times when the Bears wanted to work with the city on numerous things. And, and like, again, the the way the relationship has been – um, so poor with, like, even when the mayor, remember, the mayor wasn't serious about uh, this uh, initially. When the Bears were like, hey, we're exploring Arlington Heights, what was the first thing she tweeted? Uh, you should, you guys need to worry more about winning. Yeah, She's a season ticket holder. She's like, basically, don't let the door hit you in the ass. Worry about winning more. Instead of, hey, what can we do to make this work better? Then all of a sudden she found out, oh, this is real, and I got an election to win. Now I gotta, I better start moving, and I can't put this on my record. So, I, and this, I think from the Bears' perspective too, it's more than just taking your bat and ball and going home because the, the city wasn't working with. It. I don't trust the city to execute this plan in any way, shape, or form that would be acceptable no he's legit though like oh, no, i enjoyed yeah, our absolutely. conversation with him absolutely but uh, i'm talking uh, i'm talking about the financing of it how it's going to be done 
all of that stuff. I, I trust Bob Dunn. I just don't trust the city. What do you think about what you heard from Bob Dunn and about what the city is trying? Uh, again, Yurko's big question was, like, where did where did he come from and when did he sign on? He said right at the top there, they already commissioned him to design this infrastructure for transportation. So that project has already been approved where they're trying to come up with this new way of this transportation hub where Metra and the CTA and this new Shyline is going to be all near Soldier Field. Like he said, what did he say? Like a wedge away from Soldier Field from the 50-yard line. So because of this, they've commissioned him now to do everything. So 312-332-3776, what you heard. If you want to talk some Bears, we'll take your call coming up next. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. Sometimes wrote an editorial about this, and I agree with it. Like, no matter how great they could build, if you do think they could execute it, and that's a debatable thing, the the Bears still won't own their own stadium. Right. And that's the biggest issue to begin with. That, like, NFL teams want to own their own stadium. They don't want to lease their own stadium. They want to own their own stadium. You want to maximize your potential revenue from said stadium. So, they, like, all none of this solves their issues. Especially, like, this, this Arlington thing came at the perfect time for them. It's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. And it's why they can't screw it up. <laughs> they can't. Like, and it's, like, if you know the history of the Bears, Papa Bear, George Hallis flirted with Arlington Heights many, many times. And he wanted to move to Arlington Heights many, many times. And now it's the perfect opportunity. Now they've got to make it happen. Didn't they, have they still not, I mean, even factoring in the season, have they still played more games at Wrigley Field than Soldier Field? I don't know if that's the case. It's a quick Google search away. Um, But but regardless, it's not like this is a stadium they've been playing in for a century. Right, and I it, mean, it, it's why I argue with with uh, Wilbon about it all the time. You know, it's a you know this is they were playing at Wrigley Field right. for so many years. Um, what you, my, the one thing to like think about like the history of Soldier Field that Wilbon always references, like it's essentially like the eighties. The mid-80s were the glory years, right? Out, if, you, if for whatever reason the Bears weren't as successful in 1985, would people still look back as fondly at Soldier Field as they do? I think what they look finally on is I had a roommate who is from downstate Illinois who thought Soldier Field was awesome because of the blimp shots. Because it's the postcard. Yeah, I mean, it's a nice, it, got it, a nice it, it, aerial view. It's that lakefront. It's the skyline. It's, it is. The like what Bob Dun- Yeah, it's, it's what Bob Dunn was talking about. It is Grand Park. It's, it's in the location that's awesome. But if you go... And you can't go east because the lake is there with your car. And you try to get uh, out of there with your car. And you can't drive north because they're not letting you on Lakeshore Drive. And they're making you go south even though you have to go north. And if you want to walk, they're making you walk through these mazes. And he even talked about, like, 
all the parking's already there. They're not adding parking, but he is pitching to you that this new transportation hub is going to take away, you know, the cars and is going to add more people to take the public where transportation. Where am I getting on to get down there? Where do I, where do I get on this shy line to get to where I need to go? And then you get off, and then I'm just right there. Well, I know that's Sounds what I mean. Great. Like it's it's they're not adding new parking no. spaces. He told you. They're- I got a great idea. Why don't you rehab? Why don't you put this plan into place, City of Chicago? Okay, do it. And then the Bears can also build their place in Arlington Heights. So now I got two Wonderlands. Two Wonderlands then, better than one. Re- and recruit a team. Yeah. And well, then no, recruit. I don't know. I mean, I don't even worry about that. Just if you want. This to draw people over there to the lakefront. Like there's only nine games over there anyway. If you but, wanted this to be a 365 place to congregate right. and have fun, do it. Build it. Rehab it. I dare you. No, no. I mean, yes. Well, why can't you? He said that yeah. it, they've got a different plan, though, For if the Bears Let's don't. Let's do it. They do don't it. have the money. They don't got money. So why are they then wanting the Bears there? There's really got to be only one reason, because they want somebody else to pick up the tab. So if the Bears are there, do the Bears bring their own private financing? Like, I don't know what's... If you're going to do this project, do this project. Maybe it's not, you know, putting a, a, a dome on Soldier Field or a glass cover, whatever it is. Glass cover. Whatever it is. It's but just cover. do it. Do it. Go ahead and do it. Make the city better. Do like, something I, out there that you can be proud of and be excited about. We're going to Arlington Heights. Yeah, I like. I was not kidding when I said to Bob Dunn, I wish you were here in 0102. Like, I wish they would have gotten this right 20 years ago. We wouldn't be in this situation then. Mike is on the northwest side. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Mikey? Hey, ho, ho. Lightfoot's got to go. But with that being said, McCaskey and Lightfoot have both been in over their heads. They can't run anything. Um, you go up to Lambeau Field, and that is a beautiful stadium, not a bad scene in the house. They've built up uh, in and around the stadium beautifully with uh, restaurants, breweries, uh, plenty of place to ta- uh, plenty of uh, place uh, uh, tailgate, um, tailgating uh, bars. It's, awesome. for you. it's a blast, yeah. and you can't go wrong. Soldier Field, been there, done that. It's it's time to move and build that beautiful facility out in Arlington Heights. See, One now, of the things that, like, there are so many things, and I don't go very often, so I'm maybe not there. But when I have gone recently, like, I walked from the Hilton Towers to the stadium. It sucked, even though, even if it wasn't raining, it would have sucked. The trek well, there There's back. no direct walking path. Right, well, because, because gotta, trying to get your car there is even a bigger nightmare. And then when you get in, like, the amenities aren't great. It's just not a great experience. Wayne is in Franklin Park. Hey, Wayne. How you guys doing? We're good. Good. Well, you won't be after my conversation. Oh, come on, Wayne. It's it's such a nice afternoon. I I totally disagree with you guys from the conversation. And uh, I thank you guys for having that guy on because what I heard is totally different from, you know, what you guys are saying. I'm hearing that the, the team will make more money and will make it, quicker the money because the infrastructure is already in place and the fact that he knows how to to build to, to build stadiums in which you'll he'll provide the entertainment he'll provide the um the the uh, uh um transportation where it will be convenient for people 
and you'll want to stay in that area because there will be restaurants and food places, kind of like what they did in in, uh, Lambeau Field. And that uh, because of Chicago being such a huge tourist attraction, that there's so many different ways to drive money and make money for that thing. So I I heard something totally different from what you guys are talking about. Well, if you own your stadium and you own the rights to your stadium and you own a lot of the, the, the property where other things will be built on, why wouldn't like why wouldn't that provide greater revenue streams as opposed to renting, so to speak, out on the lakefront? Well, he was saying that that it, it's happened both ways and there's and it's been done both ways. And so there are teams that that don't own their team all the way and they still make quite a bit of money and so and especially his point was the fact this is the third largest city in the country it's way easier to do it in a a a place like chicago versus a lambeau field you know uh to be perfectly honest so i think that you do uh, it more expensively for sure it's going to be more expensive to do anything in chicago than it is at lambeau yeah of course and so he made some great points you know and, and you can tell he's a visionary and so, uh, yeah, and you he's good at what he, he does. Leaning. Yeah, he, he was he was leaning toward like, uh, hello. I think I'd rather do it in Chicago, right? You could tell that was his viewpoint. Well, but well, Wayne he's also, yeah, he's, city. listen, he's got a dog in the hunt, so to speak, because if this project would be thumbs up by the Bears and everybody else, like, and I'm not being disrespectful to Bob Dunn, but that's his business. He would love to have that project as part of their, you know. Of their resume, for sure. Add to their portfolio. Yes, of course. Why wouldn't they? Listen, I don't know what 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 is the what what is the city going to give you in terms of what is the city going to do for the Bears? And these are all just projections and thoughts. And but what is the city going to do in terms of cutting the Bears in on certain revenue streams? I don't know. Like if you own what you got up there, like okay, I'll ask you just another kind of generic question. If you're trying to sell your entity, do you believe that it is more valuable or you could probably get more money for it if you were selling your franchise and you had that full ownership of your of your stadium and all that you may be having going on at Arlington Heights? I would think that that would increase the value of your franchise versus being in a renovated stadium over here that yeah, you don't uh, own. You're leasing, yeah. of course. And again, you can't negotiate with them in, if you're in an exclusive rights deal with Arlington Heights. Right. They could have negotiated all this before they were... They didn't want to talk about this stuff with the Bears. They didn't take the Bears seriously. Uh, Danny uh, in Schomburg tweets, and he says, Bob Dunn will probably be the one building the stadium in Arlington Heights. He'll have him on again. Is that is that a conflict of interest? I don't know. That's what I, you know, that's like at the break I was asking, you know, look, if this plan, but part of the plan is still supposed to go into effect, even if the Bears aren't a part of it, right? Aren't you going to still do some of this wonderful well, stuff on the lakefront? There, right, but could they hire him if they go through Arlington Heights? Or because he had been working for the city, is it a conflict of interest for, for the Bears then to hire him out in Arlington Heights? Not at all. Not no, at all. They they double no. no, why? You're not, you know, I mean, how would that be? Like, I'm sure he'll be open to building wherever, you know, wherever they'll pay him. You know, the only question would be is if Soldier Field has this project still going on concurrently with, you know, whatever Arlington Heights, whatever comes of it, right? Then 
then it might be different. He I, might not Jeff, be able to. The only to... thing I would say is if for whatever reason he signs a contract with the city that like an says exclusivity, yeah, an exclusivity yeah. contract, if that would exist, maybe that sure. would be the case. But, but... That, but that generally would be based on the fact that it, the project would go forward at Soldier Field. You know what I'm saying? So, right. like, if it doesn't come to fruition like they're hoping, right. then I don't know. Like, you're not really tied. To, is, so, is the city really going to pay him a bunch of money to not go through the project just right. so he can't build it in Arlington Heights? You never Heights? know. Right. That's you never know. This, this, right. This was the whole concept of the Hail Mary. You spent a lot of money. And it's a fantastically done project. I know Tyler was saying he and his buddies could do it. I don't think they could, even if they put a lot of time into no, it. No, the, the video. The video, the video right? No, yeah. I, I, you guys could have done the, the video? Not the building of it. I know oh, you guys yeah. couldn't build you it. You could have put like together a video? Goes back in the day, but I mean, Tyler that, that wasn't video his, was made. What, you could have paid a DePaul student 100 bucks to make that's that what video. He, said. He, he was not nearly as titillated by the video you, as I was. All right, I, 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 I challenge you to put together a splashy Waddle and Sylvie video. Yeah. 100 bucks to I'm not in video design. I don't do that stuff, but if I, I, like my sister does that sort of stuff, she could definitely do that. Okay, we should do a video contest for Waddle and Sylvie splash hype video. Bill oh, Curtis's voice cost a hundred grand on that thing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm saying, Curtis, I'm saying the actual like creation of that video was not that impressive. Yeah, like you can imagine like, anything you want, and with computers these days, you can you can manipulate this. I think I'm still on AOL. Yeah, I still got AOL. Like I was, yeah. I was impressed. No, no, that's no, that's no, 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 no. It's I impressive. It's a In fact, I almost changed my affiliation to the project and almost said yes. <laughs> it was no, no. It was impressive. The problem is, where are all the details? Right? Let's cross yeah, the T's and, we'll and dot the I's. It's a hype video. Who's paying for what? In a hype video. That's right. I sat in my chair at home and was eating popcorn watching <laughs> that hype video. Just gets you hyped. Yeah. It's not supposed to do anything. Hype videos are supposed to be like 30 seconds. That was six minutes. Well, where do you got yeah, to go? It was propaganda what is what it was. Do? Why don't you got what do you mean? Five we are in the era of instant gratification. You don't have to be. Well, you don't we have to conform to the norm. Tyler's right. When's the last TikTok video you watched that was the, six yeah. minutes long? The older you get, maybe you could have a little multiple gratification. Maybe what? you shouldn't just all of a sudden get off in 30 seconds. What? Huh? What? What? Huh? Huh? Sounds like a man who's swaddling to be behind the wheel of a wheel. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Develop many stadiums. The city uh, and Bob Dunn trying to reimagine Soldier Field. Somehow we got through all of that. Now you want people to make us a hype video. Yeah, I think we should do a, a Waddle and Sylvie hype video contest. People in the Twitch chat are saying we should give away a Star Wars pinball machine. <laughs> people are so cute. Or how about a couple of uh, Connie's frozen pizzas instead? Yeah, we got that coming up at uh, 530. Five of them, to be exact. And uh, you'll be in the hopper to win 20, plus a pizza oven, courtesy of Connie's Frozen Pizza, and a pizza cutter. It is uh, National Pizza Week. As always. And we are uh, big fans of Connie's Frozen Pizza. Amen, brother. Eating in here. That pizza in there is just like dynamite. 
Oh. What, what is on that? What is on that? Thing? Well, the the box. This is cheese. Okay, that I one don't know cheese. why. Why they give it? Yeah, is there so a box within the box? Well, you guys, we finished the cheese in here before you guys ever ventured in, so you never saw. We the saw. What did we have? Sausage and olives like and sausage, pepperoni, peppers, green peppers, peppers, onions, olives. We had the works almost. Yeah, it was really good. And did we have the fluffy? We had the um, yeah, uh, we did fluffy crust. Yeah. The soft and airy crust is what I, the way they describe it. Um, let me go to Zach and Wheaton. Zach, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up? You're taking my call. So I do feel like, uh, you know, when it comes to the McCaskies and ownership, they never, you know, hire the big fish when it comes to head coaches, GMs. And I really feel like when it comes down to it, they're going to do what's ever cheapest and easiest for them. And if it's staying in Chicago, I could totally see them staying in Chicago. Boy, I, 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 they, they have to, they have to swing for a home run here. And it's not even, it's like, it's the only financial decision for them. As you watch the value of franchises appreciate in the manner in which they are, if they could build a Bears Wonderland, own their own stadium, like that franchise is already worth five, five billion. Like if they build Bears Wonderland, that's a ten billion dollar asset. You you can't cut corners on this one. No, you cannot. And like that's what that was always my thing about the retractable roof. Why I've always been a retractable roof fan. You can have both. You can open it up in the summer. You can have the concerts in the summer. You can you can have the best of both worlds. But fine, if you want to build a U.S. Bank Stadium and have it delightful on the inside, that's fine too. But don't cut corners with this. You only get like. My my thing is, don't come back to this in 25 years and say to yourself, oh, we, we screwed this up and we got to do it again. Just like you did here at Soldier Field. Build this where you say to yourself, we're good for at least a half century. We're good for 75 years. Like this, this will be good for decades. Where this will be a viable option for the Chicago Bears for a long, long time. Well, and not just the Bears. You can have a Final Four there. You can have all kinds of stuff there. Yes. still think, too, like a gambling, you know, a book in the area, like the Bears Wonderland that you're talking about, that's what you don't see in the Soldier Field Reimagined no. video. No. And that's something no that reference if you, to gambling at if all you there, look at what, there, If you look at what the NFL's been doing year after year, you know, getting closer and closer to all these, all these gambling partners, that's the most lucrative thing. You know, opportunity coming that really hasn't been talked about a bunch. Yeah, you could you could do so much there. There's so much open space. You have more of the footprint there in the space in Arlington Heights again that you don't have because of the parks and the protected land uh, downtown. That's the other advantage that you have there. All right, uh, we will talk to Michael Wilbon about this. I mean, I don't know. Should we steer away from this because he's gonna. You know how he feels about it. We do have to ask him about Kevin Warren. I'm sure he's met yes. Kevin Warren several times. Yurko is saying, and, and we do know he's a finalist, Yurko believes he's going to be hired by the end of the week as the new Bears president. We'll talk to him about what he thinks about should Justin Fields be traded? Is he sold on Justin Fields? We'll talk to Wilbon coming up next.